0: Life is busy. That's something most of our listeners already know. I'm sure you've got a lot going on pretty much all the time. Trying to balance the many facets of work, school and home life isn't easy and it can definitely be overwhelming. But don't worry, you've got options. There are lots of apps, services and subscriptions that you can pay for to help simplify things and bring it all back down to earth. But how much is that convenience going to cost you? This is Wallet Watch brought to you by MSU Federal Credit Union and OU Credit Union. I'm your host, Catherine
1: and I'm Devante.
0: So first things first, let's talk a little bit about what we mean when we say convenience items. What are they and why would people be willing to pay for them?
1: Typically, convenience items will address one or more of the following, to make something easier, something less expensive, or to get something done quicker.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: We've broken it down into a few of the more common categories.
0: So first we've broken it down into food. Everybody loves food. You can do prepared food, at-home meal kits, grocery pickup or delivery services. It's gonna vary in price, but overall, you'll have to look at what it is that you're paying for.
1: All right, so first things first is prepared food delivery. So things like Grubhub, Postmates, Uber Eats, Typically, the service fee is a variable percentage based on how much your order is, but also don't forget to tip your delivery driver. This is a great option for last minute meals when you just don't have anything in the house or you don't feel like going out, but it definitely shouldn't be your primary source of food
0: that balance mm-hmm. so the next one we have is grocery pickup or delivery service so this might be something like shipped ClickList, or instacart you pay for these services on a monthly or yearly basis but it can also be like on a per use basis so one thing to look out for is the price per item if it's more expensive on the app when you're ordering online versus when you're just shopping at the grocery store that's one thing I ran into when I use these services is that just like a box of pasta is maybe 5 to 10 cents more on the app than it would be if I were to go to the store and so it doesn't seem like a ton in the moment but on top of the delivery fee and if you're doing it often it can definitely add up the other thing with this people don't often think about is tipping your driver when appropriate so if someone's delivering your groceries to you a tip might be appropriate
1: okay and one of my least favorite things is meal kit delivery (laughs) Um, HelloFresh and Blue Apron are two of the more common ones that I can think of but uh, these services allow you to receive prepackaged meals. You'll get perfectly portioned ingredients and directions for how to make a good meal, sometimes. <laughs> Personally, I think this is more of an experience than a convenience. So out of these categories, subcategories, so to speak, what would you say is your favorite convenience?
0: Sounds kind of lame, but honestly, probably the, either grocery delivery or just grocery pickup. I don't like going to the grocery store, Um, it's just busy and I can never find what I need and I always end up walking out with more than I intended to buy. And so probably just grocery pickup or grocery delivery for me. What about you?
1: I'm definitely the fast food portion. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. If I am buying food and I want to pay a convenience fee for Mm it, I want it already prepared. (laughs) So the next thing would be clothing delivery
0: services. So there are two main clothing delivery services that we could think of. The first one is like the wardrobe in a box. You might think of like Stitch Fix for that. Um, It's usually, on like a monthly basis it's it's called a styling fee typically and it's something that a stylist will go through and put together a little wardrobe for you they'll send that to you once a month and you get to kind of go through try things on at home and see what works with your style your wardrobe that you already have and decide what you want to keep or what you want to return typically if you decide to keep something that styling fee will be applied to the clothes you decide to purchase but if not you just send the clothes back and that styling fee is kept by the company Um, so that might be a good option if you just don't like going to the mall or going, you know, to the store to try stuff on. Or if you just want someone else, you think someone else has better style than you, you want them to pick out your clothes. It just kind of takes the guesswork out of like, will this match with this other thing? So it might be good for those types of people. Okay. So the other one, have you heard of um, like a rental service for clothes? No. There's one big one i can think of off the top of my head it's called rent the runway and so i know a lot of people will use it when they have like a special event or like a wedding or i don't know some celebration that they need a fancier outfit for but they don't want to invest in buying that new outfit so they can rent these like high-end fashion pieces for i don't know like a week um for a fraction of what they would pay if they bought the item themselves so maybe it's like the dress new would be like 400 and you rent it for like 75 dollars or something yeah that's super convenient you save quite a bit of money there but at the same time once you return the dress you have nothing to show for it so it's kind of weighing you know pros and cons is it worth it for that event and just deciding what works best for you
1: who knew they were out here leasing clothes
0: <laughs> yes. i had no idea oh yeah big business okay okay
1: well my personal favorite category of convenience item is streaming services. Mm-hmm. So when I say streaming services, I'm talking about things like Netflix, Spotify, so like music streaming, television streaming, things like that. Mm-hmm. I said Netflix and Spotify because they're the ones I can't live without. Sure. So many people opt for services like Netflix over regular cable and Spotify over the traditional sales of music. Um, it gives you know you the convenience, of course, of watching and listening from anywhere and at any time. And it's usually more inexpensive.
0: What do you mean usually?
1: Um, so it's a kind of thing that you have to watch out for. Make sure you're not signing up for too much because at some point it becomes, is the cost trade-off really worth it? Mm-hmm. So for instance, let's say you like certain artists that are... Not on different music streaming platforms, then maybe have to sign up for another one. If they're nine ninety nine a month, then you know that's twenty bucks. Then let's say cutting the cord with cable. Mm-hmm. If there are different places that have a different streaming website that you have to sign up for, you can wind up signing up for five different streaming outlets, mm-hmm. and be paying fifty bucks. Yeah, and it's like, could you get a better deal? from not paying the 50 bucks and deciding to go with cable? Right. Or what does that look like?
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Especially if there, all these different streaming services are charging you maybe on a different day each month. I'm sure it's not intentional, but $9.99 here, $10.99 there. A little at a time doesn't seem to make a big impact, but if you look at your month budget, it might even add up, probably what you're saying, to more than it would be if you just paid for cable. Right. So finding that balance. Alright, so when do you think this shift happens? Do you think it's something that has always, like as humans, we've just always been looking for convenience? When do you think this big search for convenience happened?
1: Hmm. So I would say that we definitely haven't always liked convenience. I mean, as people look at different ways that they can make money off of consumers, then it makes sense for convenience to become more popular. Yeah. But I think it could probably be linked to two major events. Ooh, so one, like the introduction of the internet, Okay. you know, those different outlets allow us to lessen the sh- lines of communication and things like that to be able to get in contact with different outlets faster. Yeah. And then also the impact of the smartphone, Okay. you know. To go from having to sit down at a laptop or at a desktop to look at the internet, to Mm -hmm. now having the power of a computer in your hands. I mean, it's like a no brainer. Like if I would have thought of some of these ideas, I would have done it too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You'll think of the next big thing. Hopefully. (laughs) But really, if you think about it, those two things impact just about every part of our life in one way or another. Like from how we communicate, as you said, we can email, text, phone calls, FaceTime, which is pretty cool. You can have multiple people on FaceTime, which is awesome, to how we get around with Uber and Lyft, to entertainment with, like, games and streaming services, as you said. And it doesn't really show much sign of slowing down. I'm sure it's something that's just going to continue to evolve. So next, we'll have self-driving cars. Wouldn't that be convenient? be real expensive. <laughs> Super expensive.
1: <laughs> Alrighty, so some fun facts I thought about, well, that I kind of looked up. All so food weights, make a list before you go to the grocery store and try to find recipes that share similar ingredients so that you don't have to buy as much and ultimately will waste less.
0: Another fun fact, the average American spends about $1,000 per year on coffee. It's about $3 per day, which kind of going back to the reoccurring theme, it doesn't seem like a lot in the moment, but if you think of a year, you could go abroad for that or buy something really cool for that much money.
1: Give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) The average monthly cost of a gym membership is 58 bucks per month, but around 67% of people, usually me as well, who have a gym membership never set foot in the gym. Hmm.
0: The average American spends about $100 a year on bottled water. Consider purchasing a filter and use a refillable water bottle instead. Your wallet will thank you and so will the earth.
1: All right, so I'm thinking about plastic bottles and the amount that we waste into the earth mm-hmm. um, it makes me think like do we really think about all of the other implications that convenience has on our life.
0: Hmm, interesting. So think about the impact it has to your budget. Well more than likely you're paying more for that convenience right? So a study with Lux Research shows that on average consumers are willing to pay about 11% more for each added layer of convenience. So next time you think about you know, ordering your groceries or going through the drive-thru, ask yourself is that convenience really worth that extra maybe 30 to 40 minutes that you save by staying home from the grocery store and kind of weigh your pros and cons that way. It's all about balance and figuring out what the convenience is worth to you.
1: The other one that I can think of is the impact to health. Okay. So think about all the service you're paying for, food, entertainment, clothes shopping, uh, paying somebody else to complete a task for you may not directly impact your health, but paying for other people to do things like shop for you and drive you around and cook for you contributes to a sedentary lifestyle, which can contribute to an unhealthy lifestyle. It's okay to pay for convenience, but be sure to stay active. So maybe if you like paying for the grocery delivery thing, maybe you do it every day three or four trips, depending on how often you go to the grocery store, Yeah. Um, so that you can get that active little walk around the grocery store. Certain people I can't go to the grocery store with (laughs) because they like to walk up and down every aisle. Yeah, I'm not trying to run a marathon. Mm. I just came here to get what I need to get and go. Right, (laughs)
0: right. Another tip, use that gym membership that you're paying for. So the other one is the impact to the environment. We touched on that a little bit with the water bottles, but it's not something that people usually think about when they think about those convenience services. But consider for just a moment the resources that it takes to get a package from one side of the country to the other in just two business days or less. Um, It requires faster and fresher shipping, especially if you're doing one of those meal kits or something like that. It'll require more material to keep the items fresher and more fuel, both manpower and fossil fuels, to get it there faster.
1: So lastly is the impact to the community. Buying items online is convenient, and it's usually how you can find the best price for an item, there's no question about that. But it's difficult for a small mom and pop business to compete, not only because they can't offer the same selection that the internet can, but also they aren't able to reasonably compete with the prices. So, you know, if you care about the communities in which that you shop in or that you live in or work in or whatever, I do think that it is important to support those small businesses, mm-hmm. even if you have to pay a higher price. It's okay.
0: Yeah, and it encourages that kind of personal connection. You get to know the people that are in the community and everything. Exactly.
1: Alrighty, and now we have some tips and tricks for you.
0: So, the first one's time management. If you feel like you're short on time and that's why you can't go to the grocery store, evaluate how you spend your time. Maybe there's somewhere else that you can cut back so that you can save those extra dollars. The other one is if you're opting for the convenience item because you just don't enjoy doing whatever the task at hand is, find something that makes it more enjoyable, like finding a good podcast or playlist that you really enjoy listening to, and that'll help pass the time. Look
1: for alternatives. Rather than renting a dress for a big event, raid a friend or family member's closet. It's possible they have something you can wear and save that extra money for the big night. Go for a walk or check a book out from your local library instead of watching subscription services. You could even pick up a new hobby or figure out a way to make extra money. Check out our podcast about hustling smarter, not harder. In addition, stay active. Even if you like the convenience of not having to do everything yourself, it's important to not become dependent on it. Shop local. It's important to support the businesses within your community so that they can remain thriving. And now it's time for the credit union spotlight.
0: We thank you for being a loyal listener of Walla Watch. Speaking of loyalty, we have an awesome program that we are confident our listeners will love. Local loyalty is all about benefiting our members while supporting local businesses. The program allows members to take advantage of discounts by simply using their credit union debit or credit card at participating businesses. Discounts include BOGOs and percentages off certain products and services. To see all the savings you could take advantage of, visit msufcu.org forward slash special offers.
1: If you are a business and would like to learn more about Local Loyalty and how you can take advantage of free advertising, or would like to simply obtain additional information, please email localloyalty at msufcu.org. While the Watch is written, hosted, and produced by Katherine Hirth and me, Devante Montgomery. Our executive producers are Whitney Anderson Harrell and Lauren Kalarzik.
0: Wallet Watch is brought to you by MSU Federal Credit Union and OU Credit Union. You can find more episodes of this show at our credit union's website, financial40.org, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in our next episode.